0: hi this is bernita your host of live and vibes the founder of breaking the silence we come to you tonight today to bring awareness on domestic violence did you know that domestic violence affect people in many different forms maybe um physical psychological financial spiritual emotional and sexual i am here today i have my co-host which is angela hi angie
1: Hi everyone, how are you today? I'm great. Well, I am the marketing, I'm the marketing director of Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence Incorporated. Today we're gonna change the tune on everyone for live and vibe. I'll be interviewing you, Mrs. Howard. Yeah. Many of you go ahead. I say yay. <laughs> <laughs> many of many people hear you introduce others to spread awareness. Help our audience learn about you.
0: Okay, so as she said, um, thank you, Angie, for taking over. You know, it's, it's always a pleasure when I'm able to meet different people and, you know, introduce people and bring awareness. But so people can get a little bit about me. I am Vernita Howard. I am the founder of Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence. I'm an author. I'm a poet. Um, I am a mother. I am a grandmother. Um, I have four daughters. uh, Well, five daughters. I'm sorry. Five daughters, um, three grandsons, one granddaughter and one granddaughter on the way. That is just the joy of my life. And um, I'm just... um, I am a soldier for Christ. I love the Lord with all my heart. And I am just passionate about helping other people.
1: So can you tell us what makes you passionate about spreading awareness? Well, um, Angie, I, I am
0: so passionate because I am a survivor of domestic violence. And I suffered in many different forms. So if I can ever help any other woman, man or child to keep from suffering the way that I did, that right there, keep my passion flowing. And I know that everything I do glorify the Lord.
1: That is awesome. So amazing. So you have a couple of ministries that you have birthed. Because of your passion. Can you tell us what they are? As I stated,
0: I am an author, so I do have a book called Pain to Powerful. I also have a um a woman's journal and a man's journal. The one the woman's journal is a queen's a queen's journal and the man is a king's um handbook, which are really, really good to have. Um Pain to Powerful is an awesome book. It's an awesome read. I also have, of course, this podcast which is the live and vibe podcast where we bring awareness on different forms of abuse. I have, um, I have my event planning where I meet so many different people, but I am able to be a blessing because it's a blessing that people chose me. But my baby, my baby of all of it is breaking the silence on domestic violence. Um, I birthed that because, again, I don't want people to go through what I went through. But in order for people to understand the levels of abuse, they have to be educated. And so that's why I love doing this podcast. I love doing the live interviews, you know, the YouTubes or whatever to keep people aware. And I love our motto, um, listen, share, be mindful, educate and wear, and be aware because if you educate it, you know what you're going to be aware of.
1: That is very, very true. So let's get into your story. We know you encountered domestic violence. Can you tell us what forms of abuse you encountered? So
0: um, most people think about physical abuse. And yes, I definitely went through the physical abuse. I went through the financial abuse, spiritual, emotional, and psychological Um it was so damaging to the point that I would rather have a physical abuse than any of the rest because that, you know, the physical abuse is where you can see it and that and eventually go away. But the other forms of abuse that I um, suffered through, those were my invisible scars. I had to learn to rebuild.
1: Okay, that's that's real good stuff right there. So did you see abuse in your home as you grew up as a child? Nope.
0: And the funny thing is, I know statistics say um, the average person who um, goes through abuse is from a single parent home, but I wasn't. I was from a two parent home, a very loving home. And um, we never seen, you know, any abuse or anything in our home.
1: That's awesome. I can I can tell that too because I've never I never saw abuse in my home either me and my brothers. So my next question is, do you think the abuse affected your children and if so, how? It did. It affected
0: my children. Um my oldest daughter because of me and her father not being able to have conversations, you know, sensible conversations. She went through a period of having Seizures back to back. Anytime we would have a conversation, she would go into um seizures. Oh, a lot of that was because we were sending her body into a stress mode. Oh my. And so I know it did, and I watched um my oldest daughter go through relationships, and it seemed like because I didn't break the generational curses. She went
1: through a lot. Oh my. So we've seen that you have a poem you wrote from the viewpoint of your son. Did you lose him to domestic violence? And if so, can you tell us about it? yeah, like um, Breaking
0: the Silence, um, the organization, I lost my son through um, domestic violence. And so that's breaking the silence is his voice. And that is a reason why I wanted to make sure that we help men as well, because, you know, as long as the head understands what abuse is, you probably won't see it. But a lot of times the man don't even really understand because they never really, you know, a lot of um, families don't teach love. And so, um, my son was beat out of me at eight months. Um, I was eight months. And so um, there is a poem that I have out and it it is called, I never got to meet you. And so I'm going to read it to you guys. So this is from the the view of my son. So I never got to meet my son till the day that I gave birth to him. And so I know people will say, but, when I gave birth to him, it was also his um, date of death. And it was because of a fight the prior night when my husband beat me. And so um, the poem said, I never got to meet you. You carried me for eight months. We bonded as a son and a mother do. The sad thing is I never got to meet you. You talk to me daily. Tell me how much you love me as we look forward to meet, meeting each other. God had other plans. I never got to meet you. I suffer every time you cried. Every blow you blocked, I suffer. too. So I'm sad and why? Because I never got to meet you. The last fight damaged me bad. Your body stressed, your mind racing. What will happen next? All I know is I still never get to meet you. You hear me, you see me, you wonder my profession. Not knowing, I would never get that chance. In labor you go, scared, stressed, and lonely. My body frankly making interest. I am transparent. You meet me, but I never got to meet you. As my spirit linger over you, Mm. the scream, the cry, the hurt. I knew you loved me. I knew you would love to hold me breathing and moving. But we never got the chance to meet each other like that. Even though I never physically met you, thank you for giving me a voice. Women and men take heed because I never got to meet you. And no child deserves his or her life taken through the hands of an abuser. So, and this is written by me in the voice of my son, Christopher Ray Jones Jr.
1: Oh my, that is very, very heartfelt. And very very touching at the same time so vernita can you let our listeners know how we are able to bring awareness through what happens and then after that we're going to go into an infomercial and we'll come back and ask you more questions
0: so um guys the way we do our podcast we use an app called anchor and it's it's purple you can go and download it from google play um the purpose of the podcast is so we can build our listeners. And, and as we say, the more the knows, the more we educate, you know, the more people will be educated and made aware. Um, and again, download the Anchor app so you can listen to our um, podcast. You can also, um, I love Anchor because it's a fat, fast way to podcast and it's free. It, deliver, um, it delivers your podcast to Apple, Spotify, and to the regular podcast right from your phone or computer. Just download the app today or go to fm, and we ask you to, to um, download it, listen to us, but if you have something that's thriving that the community lead needs you can create your own podcast and guess what you from it that's why we like it back to you Angie <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay my next question is did you have any counseling or therapy after your ordeal with domestic violence? So in the beginning, in our community, um, we're
0: taught that you really don't need to um, to get the outside people involved into your life, you know? And so um, for 10 years, I did not get any counseling or therapy, but it affected me mentally because I became this mean person. I was just so mean, but the hurt that was building. So five years ago, I did finally start seeing a counselor and a therapist, and it has been the best thing. You know, I ran to the church. I, you know, um, and every time that I went to the church and tried to talk, I was told to pray about it and to go back to my husband. Um, oh my! You know. And so that's what I've done for a long time, for 10 years. I would go back. I would leave, go back, leave, go back. You know, every time I would seek spiritual help, you know, it was pretty much, you know, I should submit to my husband. And so I didn't feel like that's the way that God wanted me to go, you know, so I came out of the marriage altogether. But yeah, I did, I seek therapy and it's, I've only, I've been having counseling and therapy for five years and this has been over 20 years. So through the counseling and therapy, I was able to birth breaking
1: the silence. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What would you say to other women gone through domestic violence? So Angie, before I answer that, let me just give the people just a little on my story. I got married at
0: 17 years old and um, I convinced my parents to allow me to get married. And they did, they done just, you know, as, as a daughter, we have a way of convincing our parents to do what we want them to do. I was pregnant with my oldest daughter at the time. And, you know, I had mirrored my parents' relationship and then I had an older sister and her husband. So I, I wanted the same thing. And I wanted my daughter to be raised in a two parent home. Well, in the beginning, we lived with my mom and, you know, my parents. And then after we left my parents, we went to his parents, his dad's house. Well, have your um, grandparents ever told you to be careful, you know, always meet the parents and kind of get some background? Yeah. Yeah. So I wish that I'd done that. Uh, you know, so we moved in with his dad. And pretty much if I went anywhere, I used to have to call him and ask him if I could go. Um, cause that his dad told me, you know, that's how a marriage is supposed to work. You know, that's respect. And so, um, even when I worked, I had no control over my income. And so I didn't have a voice in my marriage. If I was to say something, it caused me to get hints. And, um, there were several times that I left, even got the police involved. Um, and then he had a way of manipulating me to the point where, um, I would have him locked up and then he would come and all these sorrys, you know, um, you made me do it. So I began to think that it was my fault that he was doing this because it was my fault. And, um, I remember going to court with him several times, several times, you know, and I will beg the judge. Oh, he's going to get better. He even went through anger management did not get better. Um, so we, we done the, you know, the, the counseling um, together. I didn't get anything out of it. You know, it was like really throw me under the bush, you know? And so uh-huh. Um. Anyway, I get pregnant with my second daughter, which was not his. We had separated for a time. I get pregnant, and he come back, and you know he wants us together. But before I get into that, um, during the time that I had separated from him, um, when I got pregnant with my second daughter, he um he cut the utilities off. He took the meter out of the, um, the utility box. And so the guy that I was dating at the time, we had gave him money to go pay the utility bill. And so we called him. We was like, Hey, you know, we're sitting in the dark, you know, you took my money, like I'm ready to go off on him. And so he was like, no, I paid that as soon as I left the house. Come to find out my ex-husband had took the meter box out. He took the tags off this guy's car. Um, he tried to run me off the road he was just like you know if he couldn't have me nobody else was going to have me and um when i kept going back you know and it was crazy like nobody really understood what i went through and even when i went back after i lost my son um we had a a, a friends that you know, they was expecting a baby around the same time. And so they had a child on my actual due date. He made me go. I didn't want to be around. You know, I was still going through mentally for losing my, you know, losing my child. Wow. And so now I'm made to go somewhere that I don't even want to be. Not that I had anything against them, but I was still hurt because I don't have my baby. You know, I would never get exactly. to him, him, my baby. I would never get to raise him. So then, you know, we separate again, and like I said, I got pregnant with my, my daughter, my my second daughter, and um got with this guy, and he treated me, he treated me so good. But, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on, too. But then I could kind of understand because my ex-husband was crazy. Um, we get a call one day, me and um, I'm at work, and my cousin call and say, your husband is moving in the middle room. Well, what? He's not even supposed to be to the house. I got a restraining warrant against him. So I'm constantly calling him, telling him to leave the house, and he was, you know, he just took me through the ringer. So I do go back after my second daughter. You know, we get back together and you know, he, he constantly threatens me and hit on me and beat on me. And it was to a point where now, when I buy makeup and stuff, it is, it's just enhance the beauty. But then I used to have to buy makeup as it was part of our bill. And to cover the up the bruises. With scars. And so one night, um, one day he was driving my parents' car. And I'm pregnant, and he comes to the house, and he's talking junk to me. He's been disrespectful. My mom is in the house. He hits me in front of my mother. And my mother busts his head open. To watch she sure did. She called my dad. He came to get us, but he was like, we need to call the police. So the police come, and they asking questions. And we was like, we well, don't know what happened to his head. You know, we're we going to ride and die together, me and my mama. And um right. but um the officer looked down, he said, ma'am, he looks at my mom, he said, ma'am, it got to be you because it's blood all down this um handle. And so my mom began to tell him, she said, sir, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the truth. She said, He hit my daughter in front of me. He's driving my husband's vehicle, hit my daughter in front of me, and then gonna talk junk and try to put us out. He said, Ma'am, I'm gonna fix it. Well, he can't even press charges against you, but he's going to jail. I was pregnant then, you know, he didn't care. Um, it is, so I would say, I, you know, I told my story to say to any woman, if he hits you once, he's going to hit you again. If he hits you once and tell you it's your fault, it's not your fault. If he hits you, it is time to think of a plan to get out of it because it's only going to get worse. A man, an abuser, a manipulator will not change. Um, unless God changes them, but to expect them to change on their own, it will not happen. So I would say to any woman or man that's going through domestic violence, if they are abusive to you, get out. Get out. I had no controls over my finances. You know, my husband had control over that. I would go to work. You know, and um. I will go to work and couldn't even spend my own money. So if there are signs, you know, of power and control, if they have to control your every move, they have to control you, they don't even have to hit you. But if they're controlling, if they are abusing you in any way, verbally, financially, psychologically, find you a safety plan and get out.
1: Oh, what a touching story. And that's some very good information you gave as to how these women or men need to get out if they're being abused. Um, can you tell us again, why you help others so passionately?
0: So again, the reason I am so passionate about what I do guys is because I never, ever want any of you to go through what I've been through, um. My passion is to save, you know, to save people from the hurt, harm, and danger that domestic violence can cause. And and, and that is, ooh, that's a job, but I don't mind doing it because I, I care.
1: I truly care about each of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people, they don't care about anybody. So, well, I'm not going to say most people, but some people don't have a passion to care for others like you do, to be able to make people aware of what's going on as far as domestic violence is concerned. Because for so long, we've been taught that what stays in the house does not go out of the house. So that's good information that you've been giving us. So... Give the audience information on our organization, Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence Incorporated. Okay, so
0: Breaking the Silence, um, we do education and awareness. We um, we bring awareness in many different forms. We do have some events coming up as long as the pandemic is over with. Our next um, event will be July the 18th, which, Angie, you are the host of. Um and yes, that's ma'am. what love, love doesn't hurt. Love shouldn't hurt. Um, so, and then we have our, um, um, we have another one in September and then we have our gala, which is in October. And guys, we are looking forward to you guys coming out. Starting next week, we will have our tickets on sale so you guys can get that information. But you can follow us on Facebook at Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence, Inc. On Instagram at BTSDV. On Twitter at Bernita Howard 3 the number three. um. So we, and right here on our podcast at the Live and Vibes um, podcast.
1: Well, you just told them how they could contact the organization. So my next and last and final question is, what resources does the organization okay, provide? Andrew,
0: before I give them that, let me get if if they're going through a form of abuse, they can reach our emergency mm-hmm. contact line at 707-96BTSDV, okay. which is 707-962-8738, or they can reach out to um, our emergency um, email, which is BTSDV mail 911 at gmail.com or if it's about a speaking engagement they can reach us at 252 231 6541 or by email at breaking the silence on dv at gmail.com and what resources do we provide so right now we have referral on um, places that we can refer you to to help you with housing um to help you to get the therapy that you need um we can direct you in the path of helping you to get your um restraining warrant we you know we we are connected with some awesome groups awesome awesome groups that we can refer you to so don't ever feel like you have to sit there because we're right here to help and our resources are just a phone call away
1: So y'all have heard all of the information that has been given and you have heard the founder of Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence story by her, by herself, uh, Mrs. Renita Howard. Yes, and guys, we
0: want to say thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, I had to do a fill-in because we had someone else that was going to speak, but to God be the glory, you guys haven't heard my story, so you heard bits and pieces of it. But in order to hear the full story from beginning to end, you have to catch one of our events where they have me speaking. Um, We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Angie, for co-hosting today, coming on, interviewing me. That was an awesome job. And to our listeners, again, 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 we would like to say thank you for listening. Make sure that you listen, share. Um, Help us make people educated and aware Again, you can follow us on Facebook at BTSDV, Inc., or you can um, at Instagram at BTSDV, and right here on our Live and Vibe podcast. You all be blessed.